Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome. This is the Podcaster Community Show, short conversations that are not just about podcasting because I like to take the scenic route. My guest today is Sean Mallory. Welcome, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me. My distinct pleasure. I, you were a little early. That's not a dig on everybody else who's ever been on the show who hasn't been a little early. You're not supposed to show up early, but Sean showed up a little early. So we had a little more time than usual to chat. So we got to talking about not just how we both got into podcasting, but like how we got started listening to podcasters as uh, podcasting as consumers. And I, I got to the point where I was asking you where you saw yourself, you know, in the context of podcasting, where you saw yourself like in a year and a half, in 18 months. And what I'm curious about is there's like, ooh, podcasting is cool. That's like the, you know, when you first experience it, right? Sure. And and then there's also the, ooh, listening to them is cool. Like, but after you do it enough, you really mm-hmm. start to get a feel for, whoa, what is this really? You know, and and we could probably talk a lot about what you do and what you've done with lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just wondering now that you've got a taste for listening to podcasts and creating podcasts, mm-hmm. do you feel like you're drawn more toward what I call the enabler, you know, mm-hmm. the people who do everything, but you don't see them or hear them mm-hmm. um, versus being the actual talent that's heard? You know, you feel like one of those calls to you more than the other. Um, I definitely feel like a behind the scenes person. I don't necessarily want to be the person on the mic. So I think a producer role uh, and editing editing will probably be the direction I go in. Uh, but I have enjoyed my conversations and my show. And I have a couple of different friends who we've talked about doing kind of just a like a bullshit friend sort of show <laughs> just for fun. Yep. And, yep. and I could see it going that way for sure. Mm. Um, Should we get the urge to just delete yourself from the conversation? Sometimes I, I have a cool conversation with someone, and I feel like I could just delete my track. Sure, and it's, well, and, and I'm definitely one of those people who does a lot of responding, and hmm, and yeah, and sure. So I definitely erase a lot of that because it gets annoying after a while. But yeah, um, so it's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I warn people yeah. about this. I'm not deleting any of your ums and ahs, and I'm I'm like, let's see yeah. just how many you put in. <laughs> I'm noticing right. not many at all, and I think there's. There's something about, I'm guessing, you know, if you've done, if you've done like lighting for any live performances, Mm -hmm. you get to see like, you know, they do a better job most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) When there's no safety net. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I do a a handful of live music and uh, I mean, I've done musicals and stuff, but yeah, definitely when you're um, in the hot seat, as they say, it's, it's a different experience when you're doing it live. So there's, there's very few, uh times you can go back and redo that sort of thing so yeah in a way that kind of becomes part of the organicness of you know craig and sean having a conversation this is the sure. two of us trying yeah. to figure out who goes next when you know yeah. do we make hand gestures you know, sure or whatever right <laughs> i'm uh, I was going to say, I'm not a lighting director. I don't even play one on TV. I can uh, spell sure. light. That's the uh, limit. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's I, I have a good vague start. sense of what like a lighting director and a lighting designer and, and maybe like a grip, like some, just some basic stuff. But uh-huh. I'm wondering how I'm, I'm always interested in like skill transfer. So uh-huh. if there was something about lighting and, and I'm going, Oh yeah, look, mm-hmm. if you're in the lighting is it a department? If you're in the lighting yeah. department in sure. theater, you're yeah. literally behind the scenes or you're literally yeah. out of exactly. sight. Yeah. And you're just telling me that's what you're feeling drawn to with podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But do you feel like being in front of the mic also forces you to grow in a way that everything you've done in lighting never, ever pushed you that way? Or Yeah. I mean, no, that is interesting. I I definitely spent many years enjoying not being in my own lights um, or being on stage in any way. Hmm. Uh, again, the experience I've had through doing my interview style show, talking to pretty much complete strangers has sort of changed the way I've communicated with people, how I've thought about things. Um, I, I've definitely enjoyed it, but I don't, I don't see myself as wanting that to be where I look for work next. You know, I definitely feel the, the producer role uh, speaks to me more that way. But again, I, I have enjoyed it. And because I do like talking to people, um, I was a Lyft driver for, uh, for a while here in Denver before the pandemic. And that was one of my favorite things was just talking with people, you know, for five, 10 minutes at a time and getting mm -hmm. to know people. And so there is something to that on the mic side that is appealing to me. And, you know, in terms of lighting, it's just uh, telling stories in a different way, you know. Hmm. Uh, two thoughts come to mind. I'm trying to remember in, so you and I met in the Akimbo podcasting course. And in one of the previous iterations, my brain just went, I distinctly remember there was somebody, I think there might have been an Uber driver. There uh -huh. was somebody who built a show which yeah. was literally recording those conversations. The guy wired, the guy mic'd his car. Sure. And then when you'd randomly get in the car, he'd be like, hey, yeah. by the way, would you right. like to? And then people would say yes or no. And then he would do uh, a little, like, yeah. that's a whole format is yeah. we don't know what's going to come out of this. Yeah. And I mean, um, it's funny that you say that. The idea that I did come up with for the podcasting workshop was um, I had a very different experience as a Lyft driver. I felt like I had these really pretty intense connections with a lot of people because I drove at night and a lot of people would be in various states of intoxication um, and very weirdly Is that vulnerable. really consent if they saw Yeah, like, yeah right. but no, vulnerable and not in like a weird, you know, creepy sort of way, but like a, just a very open sort of way. And, you yeah. know, I, I started writing down some of these experiences. And I, like I said, I drove for about three years, had about 3,000 passengers. And I mean, I talked. The guy had a committing suicide one night and took him to a hospital instead. I, you know, there was handfuls of things like that. And so my idea for the podcast was actually to write these things and restage them in sort of an audio play format. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm still interested in doing that. I just, I kind of stalled out because it's, that's a, just a different shift in audio work in terms of multiple actors and things like that. But, and again, I don't know if I want to be the driver character or hire an actor. Oh, you have to be better. the driver. character. You have yeah. to be the driver yeah. character. If you write yeah. those things, you have. Well, first yeah. of all, do it. Yeah. And when you do it, my brain uh -huh. just went, "Oh yeah. my god, that's totally like." Because it's it's like you get to listen. <laughs> like you're riding in the trunk. You get to listen to these conversations. Sure. You know that are that are restaged. That's a neat. That would be a neat thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, miking up my car that that seems like a violation to me, and I don't know how how uh, honest people would have actually been knowing that that was the case. Right. And I yeah, know they, that was my concern is like, yeah. you kind of have to, yeah. even and if you, they say, yeah. And maybe, no, it just maybe forces the conversation after that, you know? And so maybe less organic. I mean, I know people sort of do forget that a mic is there sometimes, you know, that, that happens, but I don't know yeah. that, that would have been odd to me. And if, you know, I wouldn't have done that personally, but well, it gets back to the same. I kind of have the, not kind of, I have the exact same challenge here. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a little bit of prep work and I do it immediately before these calls. Yeah. 
people who listen a lot, I call it loading the guest into my head where I, I do nothing but think about the person who's showing up at whatever time it is. And I, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I'm Google or I'm on LinkedIn or I'm, you know, whatever I get my hands on. I, I'm not trying to like accomplish anything in particular. I'm just going to spend time thinking about that person. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's totally missing. If you're picking up people, you know, in the lift economy, it's like, I don't uh-huh. know what we're going to get. Yeah. So that's one thing that'd be tough. It's zero prep. You have literally no clue. Yeah, sure. Um, and then the other part would be, I tell if people have been guests on the show know this i tell you yes at the end i'm going to give you a great big veto button and you can just be like that was awesome or no sure and that be another thing that would be a little tricky to explain to people because maybe they're in a hurry or they don't have time for that and it's totally not what they were expecting i was expecting Mm. a ride from point a to point b bro you know you're making a podcast yeah yeah so there's all that meta well the interesting thing about lyft at least when they first started and when i started working with them they wanted that community. I mean, that was their whole thing was they encouraged mm-hmm. drivers to talk to their passengers to the to their comfort level. You know, um, I've always thought about it as a weird situation. You know, I'm a stranger, you're a stranger. We're, we're getting in my car. Um, the talking <laughs> for me to was, was to, yeah, just to kind of put people at ease more than anything else. And, you know, it had mixed results, but for the most part, people were interested in sort of taking that and, you know, just try to make it a, a a less awkward experience more than anything else. And that was, that was what I really enjoyed about it, you know? But that's, see, connections. <clears throat> yeah. People, and I think you actually asked me, what's the show about? You know, like, uh, hey, sure. All right, I'm down yeah. for recording. Says, well, what is this? Yeah. And I'm like, well, sometimes yeah. it's like a Venn diagram. I have two circles, topic A, topic B, and then I yeah. just try to like smash them together to make sure. them overlap. And I just went, oh, wait a second. So you practiced 3,000 repetitions of thrown into a small space with a person you don't know. And now right. you have to try and make them feel comfortable. Yeah. That's kind of like doing conversations for podcasts. So I'm sure. Like, Whoa, yeah. that's yeah. Like setup work for what you're <laughs> doing with your show currently. Have you yeah. ever noticed that? Uh, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Cool. Do you feel like, um, I, I always, uh, this show doesn't really have a through line. It kind of does. It's about podcasts, but it sure. doesn't really. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if a show has a through line, then I'm mm-hmm. leery of having to become like, I'm, I become an indentured servant. Like uh, I have yeah. to always make sure that I'm at least paying lip service to the topic that we're supposed to be making a show about. Yeah. Um, and do you think maybe that's part of your... Uh, I was going to say your aversion to being in front of the mic is, I don't want to do that. I want to just do this random thing that I'm currently doing. Well, I, I think, um, you know, I did lighting for 20 years and there's always been a fun sort of playful back and forth between us and the audio folks, right? So you're in technical (laughs) rehearsals and sometimes you have to stop to fix a light or you fix the sound cue. And so it's always competition, you know, you have to tell everyone in the room that you're waiting for lighting, you're waiting for sound. And so this friendly competition to see who can wait the least. Right. And so <laughs> screw it up the least. right? Yeah. Or, yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's all in good fun, but I, I joke with people that I still know in that industry and I'm like, I did lighting for 20 years and now I'm calling myself a sound guy. I don't know what the heck is going on. You know, <laughs> um, um, you know, I'm like, there's a little bit of imposter syndrome, you know, I'm kind of learning new skill sets, but a lot of it, you know, is kind of shifting in a, you know, in a similar direction in terms of the tech. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just funny. I, I'm still going like, how, how is it that I'm 
you know, in front of a mic these days. That's just nuts. You know, I never like in my undergrad days in the late nineties, I would have never imagined this as a reality for me. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pull on that thread some more. Okay. Um, imagining, you know, thinking about yourself, like as the podcaster that you currently are, mm -hmm. um, what, you know, when, so somebody, a lot of times we, what show do you like? Oh, philosophy. Mm -hmm. And then we like people pass names of shows around a lot. Right. Oh yeah. Um, what show, like what other shows would you like to be in a sentence with? So somebody says three shows about cheese and you're in the list and who else is in there? Oh, interesting. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I really can't. I don't know. I, I, I told you before, I do listen to a lot of comedy, but I mean, I listen to staples like Radiolab and Re Reply All and uh, This American Life. I mean, those those three, I mean, listen to a lot of those, or at least, you know, This American Life on the radio long before mm -hmm. the, the podcast world ever became a thing, you know. So that kind of storytelling has always been appealing to me. And I think of Mike Birbiglia sort of getting his start as an NPR person on the moth and in uh, on this american life live shows and um there's something to that kind of storytelling that is really appealing i mean i'm doing an interview style show it's completely different but that is the world that is interesting me interesting to me because i mean there's a theatricality to it there is a you know a constant sort of having to move things forward through story in audio and mm -hmm. i can't imagine what direction is going to sort of aim me towards those like giants, you know, but I, I like what they're doing. And even if I was doing editing for something along those lines, I, I think I would be in a very good place in terms of where I want to be. But I mean, you know, I listen to all these, you know, comedians sitting around their garages, bullshitting about dick jokes and stuff. And, you know, I mean, that's fun too. I, I, I love the playfulness of that kind of stuff. And so, uh, I don't know, there's a, in between those worlds, I would love to figure that out. Well, there's a, there's a neat through line there. You're, um, uh, you're talking about storytelling again and you yeah. we were just talking before about making a podcast about restaging, mm -hmm. um, you know, little vignettes. I've always liked that. That's a handy word to trot out to people mm -hmm. listening. If you ever get a conversation with someone and people are a little nervous, like I can't do an hour and a half of like coherent talking. I tell sure. them, oh, you don't have to. We'll yeah. just do little vignettes. It's <laughs> like beach volleyball. Yeah, I'll sure. set it. You spike it. If you don't score, my bad. I didn't set it correctly. We'll try again. Yeah. And almost anybody can imagine, oh, well, I can I can do three back and forths. And, and then mm -hmm. next thing you know, an hour and a half in, they're dropping the good stuff. So yeah, just that idea of being the person like when when you're when you were just talking about the people and mm -hmm. the shows that are storytelling icons for you mm -hmm. and then before we we're talking about the kind of storytelling that you're had been doing with lighting and now you're mm -hmm. talking about doing more succinctly with your shows yeah um, that storytelling through line like goes back to i want to be the enabler i want to be the producer and right I think no matter where you are in the in the production thing, you're going to have a fingerprint. <clears throat> like your fingerprints are going to be on. You're in the production yeah. meeting and you asked yeah. a question or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the the one thing I did love about doing theater all these years, I mean, it is very collaborative, right? And I think you even had mentioned uh, podcasting can be kind of lonely. Well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But <laughs> it's horrible. The, one of the things that I got from the Akimbo workshop was, I mean, it wasn't about your skills. It wasn't about your content. It was about the connection to those people. Yes. And um, 
I think I didn't always take advantage of that in the lighting world where I want to in the radio podcasting world. Audio world, yeah. Yeah, and it is, even if it can be lonely and you're editing or whatever, I still think there's a community to tap. Um, I'm, I'm part of a group here in Colorado called the High Altitude Radio Group, and we do a book club. And all of that is way more appealing than than any of it, really, for me, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's connection really and storytelling at its roots. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> and I'm just going, hmm, maybe I should change the words I use. I you know, as often as anything, I often say podcasting is lonely or it's, yeah. it's a stern, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. see all this coal shovel, you know, like it's an endless <laughs> thing. Yeah. But I'm actually thinking, you know what? I don't think you, I'm going to, you know, guess for you and for, I know for me, I don't uh, actually mind that work. Sure. What bothers me is, is when I get excited about something and, you know, my spouse is like, if you talk about podcasting one more time, I'm going to hit you with this pan, you know, like yeah. uh-huh. shut yeah. up about podcasting. Yeah. And I think for me, it's not that podcasting is lonely. I'm like, Ooh, I should change my words. Mm. It's actually, I need a place to go and be rapidly, passionately, insanely. And that's part mm-hmm. of what this show is. Yeah. <laughs> this is my way of scratching my own itch. Yeah, but sure. I think that that's an opportunity that people who are making podcasts, you, you need not an opportunity. That's a, a blind spot, a hazard, a pitfall mm. that people need to be aware of. And like, yeah, you can do really long. I recorded three hours. It took me 37 mm. to edit it. That's yeah. okay. As long as yeah. when you get to the end, you can be like, I made this thing. Look, it's awesome. Yeah. And you can share with all my friends from like run screaming down the street. So maybe yeah. it's not that it's only yeah. that we need others. I agree. And I, I, I think that's one of those things coming out of the pandemic that a lot of us are realizing in weird ways is that we need people a lot more than we've ever imagined. Mm, and yeah. I think even our little silos and everything else, we just that connection and everything else, uh, you know, um, it's way more important to me these days than uh, really anything else, you know, just that connecting with my family in ways that I've never done before and getting to know my neighbors who had barbecues and these marathon day drinking sessions in their front yards during the pandemic. But like I made friends during this time, you know? And uh, so it's, it is, it's that connection thing is, is very important. And I think it is good that there's forums like this and akimbo, you know, to do that. Cause it not only can it be, you know, you're doing all this work in isolation, but I mean, it's just daunting the amount of work mm-hmm. it can take. So having Are you getting a lot of people bouncing? asking you, hey, how do I get started in, you know, like a lot of times it's the first person be like, I think I'm going to go try this new thing. And then your whole sure. friend group is like, where are we? What? Tell me more. Are you getting, yeah. are you finding that's fun? It is. And, you know, some people are, are definitely sort of like, I didn't even know that's something people could do. Or, <laughs> but, you know, I, again, with my show, I, I have a, a theme that speaks to me and and i realize speaks to other people and you know even if it's a small niche of the world um but people are curious about this kind of stuff and so um yeah i mean it's 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 been fun just having people reach out to me going wow this is cool you know i didn't know this part of you and things like that you know so terrific yeah as much as I hate to say it, I'm watching our time take away. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have not said a single word about where people can find more about you or even the name of your show. So sure. what's right. the name of your show and where can people find more about you? Yeah. So um, my show is called Where Did I Get Like This? Um, it's basically a show where I talk to people about moving around a lot because I grew up as a nomadic military brat. And so all my guests have had something similar. And then this season, I'm actually talking to people who lived in one place 
you know, that is just opposite of the way I grew up. So um, my website is uh, thefullmedium.com. That's the name of my company that I'm producing under. Um, and that that site actually has a couple um, a couple shows that I've started and are to be determined, and as well as my, some of my lighting work is there as well. That's where I'm pointing people these days. Excellent. Well, yeah. Sean, it was a pleasure to meet you face to face to get a chance yeah, to talk. And thanks so much for taking the time. All right. Thank you so much.